Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Fred Show. This is what's trending. Working remotely has saved the average New York City employee 331 hours a week. Think about that for a minute. 331 hours a week saved by not having to commute in New York. Um, the wow. lowest is South Dakota, 145 hours a week. But still, that's a lot of time mm-hmm. that you're not doing whatever's required for having to get to and from work, to and fro. Uh, research shows how working from home saves time in different parts of the U.S. Uh, in the Midwest, they save the least. New Yorkers save the most. Uh, workers in Indy, for example, 196 hours. Oh, this is this is per year. This is per year, not week. That'd be a lot. How is it possible? It's 24 times 7. No, this doesn't work. Per year. Still, though, that, no, though I did the math, though. It's like, uh, what is that? I, I did the math earlier. It's a lot of hours a week. Yeah. It's, it's very precise. I could do the, do the math, Rufio. Uh, I was actually thinking, as I said, per week. I'm like, hold on a second. I'm over here like, yeah. Like how many? Like 300 hours a week. There are three. Are there 300 hours in a week? It saves you all the week. 168. Fooled me. What is 168? 24 times 7. 
Oh, okay. No, I was I was wondering. So divide three thirty one by fifty one. Uh, or 52. Uh, six, Whatever. Six, six and a half. Okay, so six and a half hours a week. That's still a lot. That's yeah. not 331, but it's, uh, we sound like total idiots. <laughs> yeah. I sound like a total idiot <laughs> this morning. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of time that you're saving, not having to drive to work every single day. Uh, but yet most places are making people start to come back to work now. Here we thought we had this uh, work from home efficiency down. And it was like, oh, well, we'll never have to go back because, look, we've, we've made it this far. And, and now it's a lot of businesses, I think this one included, are like, no, you should come back in. And people don't like it. The other funny thing is a lot of businesses have downsized significantly their, their workspace. Mm-hmm. And then they want everyone to come back even on certain days. And they don't have room for everybody. Right. It's like, well, that's not going to work. So now I've heard that certain businesses are, are expanding again. They're like adding floors and stuff because it's like, well, we, we may have overcorrected. And now we want everyone to come together. And, and the management argument is that there is uh, collaboration uh-huh. that happens when we're all together in a room that wouldn't happen otherwise. Do we agree? Yes. So if you were, I mean, we, we've come in this whole time. We never stopped. <laughs> That's why I agree. The whole pandemic, we yeah. never stopped coming to work. Like everybody right. else, whatever. <laughs> but if you were somebody who's been working from home five days a week, Kiki, and they said you got to come back in three days a week, you'd be okay with that? It depends on the job. It really de- depends on the job. Like I was in the digital department before I got on the show with you. And you, as a digital person, you need to be here. You, you, you need to shoot content. You need to do things. Now, when I was in the commercials department and all I was doing was putting commercials on a log and looking at the wall here. You could look at any I wall. I can look at the wall at home. So, yeah, I don't need to be here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they should, you know, should be up to the discretion of the department heads. And if it makes sense, let people stay at home. Companies yeah. don't want to pay you um, what you probably should be paid for your job. So the, the at least you can do is let me save money on my commute. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not too much to ask. Like, but they, that's, I mean, okay, <laughs> so now that we done. got the math right, it only took about 10 minutes to work this out. Carry the one and then we, you know, we, we wrote it all down. So basically in New York, if you consider five days a week, that's over an hour a day that you would get back. That's pretty good quality of life. Yes. I mean, plus, not to mention the stress. I'm actually surprised, though, it's not higher in in like a Chicago or Los Angeles, which isn't included here. Because, I mean, especially now, people hour and a half each way on the road. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, can you imagine? Like, and people listening to us right now. I mean, that's one thing about getting up early. We, we don't have far to go. but And there's not much traffic on the road. But, I mean, if I... I don't know that I'd be, I would rather stay at home not to have to sit in traffic an hour and a half each way. I mean, I, I don't know how people do it. I, I love, I love that you do because you have to listen to us, your, your captive audience, but that's got to weigh on you over time. Yeah, especially if you haven't been doing it for like, what, two years-ish, you know what I mean? You've been working working from home, and now you're going back into this transition. My best friend does a hybrid role, and I love that because mm-hmm. it's like, I think, two days at home, three days in the office. I think he loves it. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> you love it. I love it for him. Yeah. Like, because no. I think you then get out of the house and it kind of like helps you. I don't know. Some people may disagree, but it's like that mental health aspect of like, you know, getting out uh-huh. and like seeing humans interacting. You're not just, it's not just you in the laptop all day. Yeah. That's my opinion. The other funny thing is most people I know who worked or work from home will tell you they got more done and did more. Yep than they do in the office. It's the reason I don't hang around this place. Mm-hmm. Because I get nothing done here. <laughs> I mean, Rufio's like, oh, I'm here till 4 o'clock every day. I'm like, dude, how many <laughs> bowls of cup of noodles did you eat? Right. Four. That's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, BSing with everybody, you know, this and that. Before long, it's like, oh, 
I didn't get anything done. Hey, no, get- that's very true. When I worked from home, I felt like I worked nonstop. Like it was, I was checking that laptop every day, that like all day. That little tune, it was still stuck in my head. The team's call tune, it's still there. <laughs> mm, yeah, the bubbles. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! What a nightmare. <laughs> we tried to do our show remotely for like two days, and we all said, "No, oh. COVID's better." Yeah. <laughs> It was it was chaotic. Yeah, but I guess for the people who do have the commute, I feel for you and thank you for listening to us. And I think that's our only utility. I think that's all that's left for us is to keep people company on the commute. That's all that we can offer you that nobody else can. And and, and math, uh, very good math and very good. I read good, <laughs> as you can tell. Hey, Liz. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Hi. You're going back to the office for the first time in three right. months. This is the first time only because I'm getting lunch with a friend. Otherwise, I I work remote five days a week. And for months, my bosses have been telling me that I need to go into the office. I have no obligation to go in there, though. I have no manager to watch me. My manager works remote from Michigan. And her boss works. And my entire team, the remainder of them, are in New York. And I still have to come in because it looks good for the company. So I'm just so dumbfounded what exactly is so, like, important for me to come in when I literally work a lot longer working from like from home than I do in the office. I'm going to go in there and probably talk to everybody because everybody wants to catch up. And then like, I won't get, even get like anything done that I would have when I like would have been at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're just, needless to say, you're so, a little resentful about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a waste of time. Yeah. Like for, for who just to show face and make people like, like the managers and like the head honchos look good. This is so stupid. I ended up paying, like a student loan because we work from home. Like that's like like mm. ten grand. I was able to pay it off, and like wow. that's where I see like the benefit. And like I'm I'm starting to save up money now. Like thank God, like in this economy, like one millennial is like able to do anything. Yeah. And so now I'm just kind of like, why do this? I'm like saving money. I'm being productive. Like you know, I'm doing my work. Otherwise, you would have fired me by now, right? Well, that's and, the thing we're not talking about too. Is the cost. Money. Sorry to interrupt you, Liz, but the cost. I mean, I don't know how much you know gas it takes you to drive to work and all but that's you know think about that right yeah um yeah to your point about and one thing you didn't yeah. go out the clothes either like you save money i have no idea what to wear into the office and i have to make this decision in like 20 minutes i dress like a homeless person every day and like now i'm like having to go in and work like and like look business casual but good point <laughs> i don't even know how to dress business casual anymore like what are the kids wearing these days i don't freaking know wow yeah <laughs> hey liz well thank you for you know listening to us at least and uh and, and we appreciate you Oh, I appreciate you, too. <laughs> Bye, Liz. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah, that's the thing. Here I am like, man, people have to go back to work. I'm like, please go back to work, actually, because right, right. we need the ratings. Um, we, really, we really need the ratings. Uh, hey, William. Hi. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, gentlemen. And, and ladies. And ladies. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. So you're, you're on your way back to work today. I am on my way back into the office, but I was just going to make the comparison that, you know, I, I work in sales. So it's like before, before the pandemic, I'd have to get up an hour before work. You got to press my clothes, iron things, drive 45 minutes into the office, sitting uh, in front of a computer working in sales. You create sales. People are over your back looking for the next sale. And then there's constant pressure versus working from home, just 
became much easier, easier kind of process. You, you, you get up, you get right to work, you kind of manage your own time, gets a little too stressed, you could take a break on your own breather. So I think it definitely benefited the people that are independent and uh, self-motivated. I guess, and thank you, William. Have a great day, man. Thanks for listening, too. Yep. I guess I figured after three years of people working remotely or two and a half or however long it was before they started sort of peeling that back, I figured that that was just the way it would be forever because, you know, a lot of companies figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. You figured it out. You got the technology. We, we, we have the efficiencies now. So I, I'm, I guess I'm surprised we're unwinding that at this point. Hey, Kate. Hi. Hi, Kate. Commuting an hour and a half both ways. Yikes. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm a student teacher, so I don't even go into an office. I go into a school every day. Um, but it takes me a really long time in the morning, and then it takes me like an hour and a half in the afternoon. And I'm expected to like do homework and lesson plan when I get home, but it's like, it's too much. I'm, I'm dead by the time I get home because yeah. of the commute. Yeah, I believe it. But there's no, you really can't do your job without being face-to-face with folks, right? No, yeah, that's like working in education. You definitely have to like be a person. I can't imagine going back to like teaching remote because no. Well, uh, Kate, thanks for having us on while you do it, and uh, and we love you. Have a good day. Thank you, too. Bye. Yeah, bye. Can we talk about boobs? Um, yes. I would love to talk about boobs. Awesome. Um, and here's the reason why. Because there's a, 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 a study, uh, Women's Health, I believe it's a magazine, a publication of some kind. <laughs> I, I obviously subscribe, constantly reading Women's Health <laughs> yeah. every time it comes out. Uh, that along with the uh, New England Journal of Medicine. I, oh. I subscribe to both, and I just can't wait for them to arrive each time. <laughs> I don't know how often they arrive, but whenever they do, I cover to cover on that. Um, but a study published in Women's Health suggests that women with larger breasts may be less satisfied with them and report lower well-being and less physical activity. You think? Um, here's my question. 855-591-1035. I feel like when we're younger and we're growing up, everybody wants everyone wants to mature before everybody else. And maybe this isn't true with, with women, but mm-hmm. like I I seem to remember that the girl who had boobs and like the girl who went through other changes... It was almost a badge of honor as much as you, you don't necessarily want to live the actual process. Like it was like you, somehow you were older and, and you had something on everybody else. The same was true with the dudes in the locker room who had underarm hair or who could grow like a mustache oh, really? before everybody else. I feel like somehow that was that made you more masculine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you were more grown than everybody else. OK, but I remember when I was young, like I feel like growing Breasts was like a. It was everybody wanted it to happen. No, I'm saying like everybody wanted it to happen. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I think you're right. Like because that meant like you were maturing or like I don't know. Like you were hotter. I, I don't know. I feel like I always had something. Though I had a training bra. I was that kid. So I think I was always just miserable through the process. But you're right. Like the girl who just came back, you know, from summer break with boobs all of a sudden the yabos, and everyone's like, oh, she's all hot now in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, I guess that's my thing. Is I, I've learned over the years that it can be more of an inconvenience, more of a hindrance to life than it is, you know, some sort of, or or the benefits of being sexualized are not in fact benefits in every way. Like some people like it, but then in other ways it's like, I got to live with these things. I don't want them. But are you somebody that either has, you know, the the, the big uh, yabos (laughs) and you wish you didn't have them or are you somebody that doesn't have them and wish you did? Because look, look at how many people are getting plastic surgery. You know, and, and increasing the size of them, only to learn. I know multiple people who went and got boobs 
And then they had him, and they're like, nope, and they had him taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. big trend right now, too, is removing the implants. Yeah. Big trend right now. So people were saying that, it, like, one text here, it was fun when we were younger. Yep. But now it's hard because clothes don't look professional. Thank you. Uh, everything winds up looking sexy, even when you don't want it to. Amen. Everyone wanted them unless you were the one that had them, someone said. Yeah, boobs are overrated as an adult, but when I was younger, it was fire. <laughs> it was fire. It was lit here. Yeah, it's, it's just it's kind of a weird thing. But yeah, I guess they, they talked to a bunch of people about this, and uh, most women are saying that they would rather not have them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Um, results show that larger breast size was associated with a higher likelihood of reporting dissatisfaction with breasts. Age and BMI were not significantly related to breast satisfaction. Hmm. Well, again, it's one of those things where like you want it until you... You know, it's like uh, when you're young, you know, you don't want to go to school. You want to get a job, and make money. Then you get a job, and make money. You're like, damn it, if I could only go back to school. Dumbest thing I ever done. <laughs> like, get a job? Yes. <laughs> like, I, tell, I tell my nephews, like, ride this out. Like, yes. let her pay for everything. I was so deter- You know, you guys, I tried to sell knives at 16. And, like, why would I ever do that? After, Invest in yourself. Yeah. After I got a job, I had to pay all my own bills, my own graduation fees, everything I had to pay for myself because I got a job. I remember my dad, I've said this a million times, my dad, I remember vividly i'm in high school i'm doing math homework i hated every second of it and he was like what i wouldn't give to go back to school and i looked at him like he was the biggest idiot ever (laughs) i'm like you are out of your mind and i feel like that every day now i don't want to trade school for this job (laughs) right but i would absolutely go back to school to learn anything at this point same but but no uh melissa or andy we'll start with andy hi andy how you doing hi fred how you doing i'm doing great i'm glad you called so wait a minute uh, you don't, do we like the boobs or do we not like the boobs? I hate the boobs. <laughs> I, even as, like, when I started developing in, like, fifth grade, I was like, this is gonna suck. <laughs> I hated the bras. <laughs> I hated the trainers. When I got to high school, I hated the attention. And, and now I just hate the weight. Mm. Wow. Okay. So there was no point in your life where you were like, yay, this is cool. Only when it got me attention. But then at that point, it was just like, I don't like them, but I like what they get me, but still. But what's funny is like you you say that and I, I, there's really no equivalent for men but it's like you like the attention sometimes but I think most people with big boobs would, would report they don't like the attention that they get like that the people generalize about their intelligence or they generalize about the, the way that their clothes fit like the one person who texted it's like well mm-hmm. you know th- why are you so sexy in that outfit it's like I'm not trying to be sexy I, in this existing. outfit I just, have, I just have large boobs I totally understand that and it, but like growing up as an insecure kid, I had the one the one thing I was was I had the boobs, so oh. it was like a little confidence booster until I could get over that hump of being like you know basically yeah. not like liking myself. Well, okay, all right, Andy. Well, thank you for the honesty, and I'm glad you called. <laughs> Have a good day. Right. I, just, I just feel like like most men are like, oh, boobs, like that must be cool. You know, <laughs> if I had boobs, I, 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 I think a lot of guys think that. I mean, How that many means- guys have you heard say if they had boobs, Paulina, they'd go home and like mess with them all day? They have said that. That is true. I mean, they've gotten, they've gotten me a couple free drinks. I'll, I'll admit that. You know what I mean? But I think there's so much more downside to larger breasts, like you mentioned. See, and I think, I think that would surprise a lot of people that don't, that aren't in the know, you know, that don't have them. Hey, Melissa. Mm. Yes. Hi. Good morning. So you are on the other good side morning. of this. You're like, hello, I got him. I love him. Yeah, I'm a 48F. Ooh. All real. Yes, girl. Uh, who? An F? F? How's your back, uh, girlfriend? F? Right. <laughs> Fine. Oh, wow. Right. And so you, you're but like, hey. unfortunately, my daughter's getting them, though. <laughs> and what, she doesn't want them? 
Oh, no. She's 13. She don't want them no more. Oh, yeah. That sucks when you're younger. Oh, this is all very confusing. It's like some people are like, yeah, I want them. Some people are like, I don't want them. Some people are like, I wanted them when I was young. I don't want them when I'm old. It's, it's very confusing, Melissa. Um, thanks for calling. Have a good day. You too. Uh, F. Mm. Oh, God. Hey, Alyssa. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Alyssa. So you've got, you got the Yabos, and you wish they were smaller. I do. Okay, so are you, why? For all the reasons that have been stated? Like, it's just, I don't know, it's a lot to carry around? Heavy, hurting, too much attention. You can't wear the same shirts as all the other girls. Yep. Yeah, I would think the sexualizing would, would get annoying. You, you do have what? If anyone, if anyone wants to get a reduction, find a plastic surgeon because some of them take insurance. And it'll be approved, and you only have to pay your deductible to get them off. Well, there you go. This is not medical advice, but it's medical advice from Melissa. Thank you. Have a good day. I'm on it. This is a very interesting uh, conversation. You got all different sides here. I love it. <laughs> I'm learning so much, and I really am. Hey, Brittany. Hi, good morning. Um, did, did, why, see, now, here I'm having an intelligent... The rest of us are having an intelligent conversation. Rufio heard boobs, and he's like... <laughs> Double tap. <laughs> oh, be said, be said, boobies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brittany, good morning. What did you want to say? So, for me, like, I totally get what you guys are saying, because I was one that was blessed very early. I started growing when I was in fifth grade, and by the time I got to seventh grade, I was already, like, a C-cup. And, like, all the girls would always just stare and, like, you know, like, smirk and make, like, little comments and stuff. And it was so annoying. And, like, literally, I was at the point that I did not want them anymore only because of that. Okay. All right. Huh. Well, see, there's no equivalent for men, I don't think. I can't think of anything where it's, like, where we're, like, we have envy of one another. Not in that way. I would say hair. Hair's hair's a big envious for for guys. I mean, you could. I mean, in size, I guess. Yeah, but I don't remember, like, I don't know. Guys don't look at each. Well, I, I don't know, Jason. You, you <laughs> might. For yourself, sir. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I think the male part size and boob size. I think it's two different things because one is very sexualized right. and one isn't necessarily. And one, I mean, and I'll speak for myself. One can affect your. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like if you got big boobs, that's a lifestyle that affects your lifestyle. If I've got a slightly, oh, I, I wouldn't know what this is like. But if I had like an oversized whatever, I'm not sure how that would. You you know, affect my day to day. Except I'd be way more popular than I am. But other than that, right? Yeah, for women, there's like certain things you can't wear because of them. Like it's just a lot. Like a lot of girls like go brawlers with certain shirts. Like yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, see, there's a lot to think about that, that men don't think about. Uh, thank you, Brittany. Have a good day. You're welcome. You well, I'm really glad I read this this month's edition of Women's Health. Me too. Yeah, learned yeah. a lot. I'm excited about it. And uh, yeah, I think men men need to think about this. Yeah, yeah men need do. to understand what women have to go through to carry these things around all day. Amen. Boob sweat. Somebody said. Oh my God! Don't I get, get me started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to wash your bra after every wear in the summer around mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I know. Yeah. But good luck finding a supportive bra too. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Before you got a crooked back and a crooked butt crack. True story. What does your butt crack have to do with it? That sounds like a lot of weight, right? That sounds like a different problem, but okay. The Fred Show is on. Yeah! Fred's Fun Fact. Fred's Fun Fact. People who sleep face down. 
on their stomachs with their arms above their heads huh? have more sexual dreams. Oh, really? That's pretty good, right? <laughs> and I don't know if you can like go to bed tonight with your like hands this? <laughs> or like like right. what like this way. Or well, I, sleep I don't like know if it matters. People oh. who sleep face down on their stomachs with their arms above their heads have more sexual dreams. Again, I'm going to try and take a nap this afternoon with my hands as far above my head as I possibly can get them, just to see if I dream about sex. <laughs> dream about what? Right. Dream about what? Fabon. <laughs> More Fred Show next. Yeah. The Fred Show is on. Everybody, let's go. Guys, if you think you're an environmentalist, I just want you to know that you're not. Uh, you're not. Oh. You you are not as committed as this environmental activist, oh, yeah. Robin Greenfield, who has traded toilet paper for leaves. No, thank you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he's been wiping with leaves instead of toilet paper for a decade now. Man, he must not smell nope, very I'd good. I'd rather go to Kiki's house and use that one ply. Hey, I'm almost, I'm almost with this guy. Okay? Yeah, you're real close to yeah, leaves. Yeah, I use one ply tissue. Don't shame me. I'm helping the environment. No, you're not. You have to use four times as much. <laughs> You're all over there using sheets and, and comforters to wipe your butt. Well, you don't need all that. So what? Just a little one ply. Comforters? Little right, you just you using what? your hand. What? <laughs> I only use the finest silk for my booty hole. Uh, so this guy began his journey of quitting toilet paper. Look, there's a lot of things that I can I can get on board with. You know, if you quit a, a lot of different things, alcohol, soda, smoking, whatever. But if you if you say to me, yeah, I quit toilet paper several years ago, I quit you. <laughs> because I'm going to move right along. Um, yeah, 2013, he was using his own leftover napkins. Oh. And then five years ago, he realized that the leaf of a blue spur flower was an even better substitute because of its size and shape. Uh, so that is his permanent solution. Consumption of toilet paper fuels deforestation and massive use of fossil fuels in transportation. So the message to grow our own at-home alternative has never been more relevant. Um, so this is a plant that's native to South Asia and Africa. Um, the plant can't tolerate super cold weather, but it, be, it can be grown inside on, in like in a pot. And then he has, it has a super min minty scent to it. And it's super soft and strong. Huh. See? So there. <laughs> there you go, Kiki. Yeah, this man is making waves, paving the way. Saving yeah. the environment. He's like, you one leaf at a time. I'm going to the bathroom. So you got a leaf? Can I take a right. leaf? Like, what? what if you're out? Well, it's not growing fast enough. Like, Yeah, exactly. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Back to the napkins. To the right. 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 Some dirty ass napkins. Nope. <laughs> I'm very concerned about this. Like, I, This is something I don't skimp. And I understand you know, we, we need to care about the environment. Like, yes. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. But like, uh, when it comes to hy hygienic products, can we just use the right kind? Yeah. And just be sure. Uh, yeah. You Because know, you might I think it smells minty, but the rest of us are like, nah. <laughs> pooped in here. <laughs> Disgusting. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.